Hello and welcome to the Life at Leighton podcast with me, Sarah Glanville, as your host. Here at Leighton UK, we know our people are more than just their job. The careers of our people are part of their unique lives and who they are as a whole person is what fundamentally contributes to their success and the success of our business. In the podcast, we'll spend time with one of our exceptional people from across the business. And in each episode, we'll look to explore the people behind the job titles, the unique and brilliant stories that make them who they are. In episode 11, I had a long overdue conversation with our head of consulting, Elena Karadahova. When Elena joined Leighton UK over five years ago, the consulting team looked very different than it does today. It looked like many teams within STEM and financial services, predominantly men. Since then, Elena has been part of a movement within the business, influencing change, championing diversity and equal opportunity. And today, the consulting team looks different, boasting a 60 to 40 split in favour of women. She now heads up consulting here in the UK and in Morocco, and is surrounded by a balance of women and men in our senior leadership team. Today's podcast reflects on Elena's journey here at Leighton, her perspective as a female senior leader, and an honest conversation about what we need to do to empower women across the business and to encourage more women to join Leighton UK. This wasn't an easy conversation to have. It challenged Elena to be honest about where we can do more. I can't thank her enough for her time, honesty and candour. So thank you for tuning in. Grab yourself a coffee and get ready to be inspired by the people that are Leighton UK. Hello Elena, welcome to the Life at Leighton podcast. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, delighted to have finally made the cut. <laughs> I've had my eye on the podcast for quite some time and I think it's a, it's a fab initiative. So I'm um, really, really glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, I think we try to talk to the guests that we have on about something important and there's a really important topic of conversation that we want to talk about today and it made sense that this was the conversation that we had so I'm really glad that you that you want to be here and do that. Um, many of our listeners will know you as our head of consulting and I think a great place for us to begin today's episode is to flash back a little. Can you start by sharing your journey with us and how you became a senior leader at Leighton? Yeah, of course. Um, when you say flashback a little, <laughs> it's quite quite the flashback. Um, I I joined Leighton as a as a senior manager a number of years ago. Um, when I say a number of years, um, people often hear me talk about the the pace at Leighton, and that here we measure time in dog years because the pace is indeed so fast. Um, so that was about uh, five and a bit years ago now. Um, my background is primarily prior to Leighton was primarily in in the big four world, big banking world. Um, and these were all very sort of rigid corporate structures. Um, and then the stark contrast to coming to Leighton and experiencing the the culture and the vibe here and the dynamism here um, really is what what grabbed me uh, from the day I, I set foot through the door. And uh, and here I am now, uh, some five and a bit years later, and I have the absolute privilege of leading the consulting team um, across the the UK and our. Um, satellite office in in Morocco and Casablanca, um, but yeah, it, really coming to Leighton was was quite eye opening. And I suppose people often ask, well, 
given the pace and given the challenge um, and given the many, many spinning plates at any point in time, what still drives you and what still keeps you here? And quite frankly, um, one of the things that truly still excites me every day to come to work, um, to, to tackle and, and seize every day um, with the same sort of zest that I had five years ago was really the ability to, to impact change here. Um, and that's evident at any level, um, whether you are in a in a leadership position, whether you're in a management position or not, the ability to truly make a dif- make a difference, uh, be it from a from a client service standpoint, be it commercially, or perhaps most gratifyingly for me at least culturally, um, which includes being part of and not only part of not only shaping our ethos but um, truly living living our values and uh, belonging is one of them. So whether when we say belonging, whether you think differently, whether you're of different heritage or indeed being a woman. Yeah, um, I, I think that you've had an incredible five years or five and a bit years now since you started at Leighton. And I think that that's probably a big reason why you've moved into a senior leadership role here is that, as you've mentioned before, dynamism, your ability <clears throat> to want to affect change. And um, yeah, to see that as not only within a client facing role and, and to change the way that we work on that side of things, but also as the culture and to, to fly the flag for women within a quite a male dominated industry. Um, so how do you find balancing work and personal life as a senior leader? Oh, the, the very uh, loaded and controversial perhaps question. Um, so this may be a, quite a controversial answer as well. I, I don't actually really believe in the phrase work-life balance. Um, I think it's, it's a misnomer. I, find that for me it's it's an amalgamation really of the two um who and how I am in my personal life really shapes much of my professional life and the opposite is also true so for me it's a constant give and take my work understands that my children understand that and that's how I make it work for me uh, there are many versions of, of Elena um in any given day uh, and time so that there's the boss the mother um although at times you could say that the two are maybe one and the same. Uh, there's the the professional, the friend, the colleague, the widow, the coach, the mentor, the peer um, and the woman. So through the years, um, I've realized that actually each one of these versions helps not only shape, but better the other ones. And um, so I, I wear them quite openly and uh, I really don't make apologies for any of them. Yeah, I think that we have to do that, don't we? And I think that that is the the way to achieve fulfillment in all areas of our lives is to realize yeah. that they, they are blended. They they all lead into one another at points and some things have to give at some point. But, you know, if we can communicate that to the people around us, um, you, you tend to get some grace if, if things need to slide either either direction, I think. Yeah, completely. The The demands of the modern world are, are such that I, I just think work-life balance is, is quite an antiquated concept. Yes, I, I, I agree. So Leighton UK looked very different when you joined us five and a bit years ago. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced in leading the consulting team and as a female leader in a male dominated industry? Yeah, indeed. Uh, the composition of not only the consulting team, but the, the business as a whole then versus now. And again, when we say then, it's it's not like it was decades ago. It was a, a mere five years or, or so ago. Um, it was completely different. In fact, I, I think I could count on, on one hand um, the number of women in the business um, and then women in, in management or leadership positions were actually an even rarer species Um Contrast that to or fast forward five years and, and a bit later, um, we now boast a, 
I think nearly a 60-40 split um, on the consulting team um, in, in favor of women um, and women in, in leadership and, and management, um, case in point, <laughs> are, are much more prevalent these days. But um, I think perhaps what I'm most proud about and most excited about is um, is what we've seen, the transformation we've seen in our in our Casablanca office. Um, when we when I started, we had a single consultant um, in Casablanca that's now um, just really exploded to nearly 60 um, or at any given point in time that, that fluctuates, but around 60 um, professionals. And, you know, we, we recently wrapped up our, our financial year. Um, and so I, I paid our Casablanca office a, a visit and I had a, a roundtable with the consulting managers and had a, a real sort of moment of reckoning when I looked around the table and I was surrounded by women. Um, and the the obviously that's a that's a very patriarchal society still in in many regards. So to see that change and to know that um, that has happened during my tenure here, um, it, it it really it, it really um, made made me made me feel incredibly proud. Um, I'm fortunate that actually at Leighton I've never been viewed or treated I think as a as a woman in leadership. Um, I've always been treated simply as a as a leader. Um, and I spoke about the amalgamation of of work life and um, and what that means to me. Um, but I can draw, you know, stark contrast actually to, to past lives where that's not been the case. And indeed, high value was was placed on what could only be, I think, categorized as insane working hours. Um, in fact, I mean, I could tell many horror stories, but some of them include putting in chargeable hours to the tune of 120 hours per week. So for reference, um, there are 168 hours in a week. Um, so again, this is something like that simply cannot coexist with with motherhood. Um, the, I could go on about horror stories about children sleeping in in sleeping bags under desks during busy seasons, etc. Um, so I think, and again, when I say in past lives, um, I mean that 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 wasn't really that long ago. Um, that's some 10, 15 years ago. Um, so it's really remarkable, actually, to to see the progress and and really encouraging um, of how far we've come. And I and I do hope that women joining us, whether it's Leighton or or elsewhere in the pro- professional world, never have to live or experience something like that. Um, and to see that transformation, even during my my professional life, um, has been incredibly encouraging and to be part of it, um, incredibly rewarding as well. What do you think the the shift has been from the business five years ago when you joined? And as you said, that there wasn't very many women around you in the business. What has been the change from then until now as you've moved through leadership positions? Do you feel like you've helped, as you say, shape that culture to, to encourage more women to join the business and the business to be more open to accept women in the um, teams? I hope so. I, I do hope so. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, I think actually as a, as a business um, in full transparency, and I'm I'm rather transparent and oftentimes even too blunt of a person, but quite bluntly, um, I think we're behind. I think we, we haven't done enough or we haven't done all that we could have done. Um, so a call to action to, to myself, um, so I pledge it here, um, and other women and, and men, in fact, in the, the organization, but be it in, in leadership positions or not, um, we really need to, to pick it up and, and we can and should do more. Um, the fact that this has happened somewhat organically um, is, already, again, a, an incredibly 
encouraging and positive trend. Imagine what we could do if we would actually set our, our sights on it and, and really put um, put that at the forefront of our, of our agenda where we could be in, in another five years. Um, but I do think, I do hope rather, that having lived that journey has served as a as a relevant example um, and has shown women that, that perhaps it is possible, um, that perhaps, you know, the proverbial ceiling, glass ceiling can be shattered and should be shattered. Um, and sky's the limit, really. Um, you can go as far as you can. And at Leighton specifically, you know, I'm exceptionally proud of our culture of meritocracy. Um, and I and I don't think that's um, that's just a a fancy and sexy term we like to, to throw around. I, I like to believe that we truly, um, truly live that. Um, and whether regardless of, of gender, um, that um, career advancement is um, is purely down to to the individual and, and their capability and, and their skill set and their ambition and drive. Yes. Yeah, I, I as, as a, a more junior member of staff at Leighton, I, I feel that um, I feel the opportunity to drive my career and follow in the footsteps of women who've carved the path out for me here, which is, is really exciting. Um, but, mm-hmm. I, but I do agree. I think that we ha- we can do more to encourage women to join all areas of our business. And that's, a, I know, a, a massive priority for us in the talent acquisition team, but also with the senior leadership team bought into that objective for, for this year, which is really exciting. Um, what strategies do you employ to help foster a positive and productive work culture within your team, Elena? Uh, I don't know about strategies. Strategies may be <laughs> a bit rich of a term, but um, I believe in in leading with, with trust and empathy. And um, don't get me wrong, the, the former is is hard won um, and easily eroded with me, um, and it's a it's quite a delicate delicate dance. But as a leader, I always take the first step, and ultimately, ultimately, I think leadership is about giving a damn. And when you care, and I mean genuinely care, people tend to respond, and performance follows. Um, when people know that you are invested in them, in their, in what's best for them, in their career development, you don't. Um, you don't discount their their personal uh, lives and development either, then they they thrive um, and they they really bring their best version to work every day. Yeah, I I think that goes back to the belonging piece as well. Do you know when you make yeah. you give people that safe space that they are trusted um, and you believe in them and you care about their future and their potential, they they do work hard for you. Yeah, completely. So, could you discuss any initiatives or programs? Leighton has implemented to support women's career advancements. Yeah, I, uh, as I as I said already, I I don't think we've we've done enough, or at least not in a in a formal shape or form. Um, I do think I do think we have the the, the power and the capability um, to to really do that. There is a reason, perhaps, and and you can point to all sorts of excuses and um, and rationale as to why we're playing a bit of catch up in this area. Um, you know, we as as well as most other businesses in in the UK and and the world um, had to to grapple with the um, the effects of the pandemic, and um, there were much more pertinent, I suppose, um, much more pressing and, and urgent issues to to address um, as a, as a business as a whole. Um, but I do think we're now in a in a fantastic position to to really 
deliver more um, on on these promises and and truly make that part of our part of our agenda. And I do think we have now enough women in in leadership positions and in management positions that can can help spearhead that that effort and be a voice and a champion um, for what we want to see. But again, as I as I said earlier, I don't think that this is a call or um, or or a duty that rests solely with with the leadership team, uh, be that female or or male. Um, I think that that's a, an appeal I, I suppose across the the entire organization um you don't have to to be in a in a leadership position to to lead change absolutely and i i think almost what you're talking about there is mentorship and, and being able to support mm. other women um and that again doesn't just have to come from leadership positions there is a lot of experience a lot of value in everyone's experience so far in their careers and um, and they can support each other and you know, again, doesn't have to be male or female. We can mentor each yep. other to to progress forward. Absolutely. So, do you? What role do you believe mentorship plays in career development? Have you had any really influential mentors throughout your journey? Mm, I yeah, I think it, it plays a huge role. Mentorship and and coaching can take on formal and informal um, shapes and forms. And um, I, I just believe in surrounding myself with people I aspire to be like, people that that inspire me, that I try to emulate, people that are better than me and that will push me outside my comfort zone. Um, oddly enough, I think looking back on my career and, and life, um, I think most, if not all, influential mentors or role models in my life have, have been male. Um, I can't say whether that's been a subconsciously biased choice of mine or, or just luck of the draw, but um, but perhaps actually it's it is part of what's helped me see myself not as a woman in leadership, but but merely as a as a leader. Um, I, I don't feel uncomfortable um, or that I don't belong in a in a male setting or in a male dominated setting even. Um, so perhaps it's it's had its silver linings, yeah. But it it plays a huge role, and I completely agree with with what you said, Sarah. Um, especially now as uh, we we have come as far as we have come as a women women leadership team and and management team. Um, I think it's uh, we do have a certain duty of care to um, to impart that that knowledge and that experience on those um, following in their footsteps. Yeah, and and it's maybe a part of that reason for you, Elena, is that that you have broken that ceiling metaphorically to say, and, and you've carved the path for yourself into a senior leadership role. So when you've been perhaps looking for mentorship or mentorship's been offered to you, it has come from male counterparts who have been you know further ahead in the the career journey than you but now you're in this position yourself you've created a path for for women to follow you in I'm sure that there will be many women in the business who will see you as a mentor and 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 you will have had a massive influence on their careers um for for years to come (laughs) I, I very much hope so um, what advice would you give to other women aspiring to reach leadership positions at Leighton I think actually on the back of what you what you just said Sarah about uh, breaking that that metaphorical ceiling um I know I have felt that way so as women uh, when we're aiming for a seat at the the big boys table in fact even just the, the fact that it's called <laughs> the big boys table it, that, that should tell you all uh, all there is really isn't it um we often wonder whether what's keeping us from getting getting that seat is is our gender um, but when we do, when we do eventually get to that table, we often question whether 
the only reason we got there is because of our gender. Um, so it's it's really funny that the tricks your mind can can play on you in in that regard. Um, so my advice, I suppose, would be to to women, you really need to silence that little voice in in the back of your your head. Um, imposter syndrome is is a real thing, and it can be hugely self sabotaging. You're sat at that table because you earned it, and that's that's that. Um, second piece of advice, I suppose, is that you don't have to wait to get a seat at said proverbial table or or break um, said metaphorical ceiling to lead and effect change. Um, whether that entails trailblazing the way for for other women or challenging the status quo in other ways, um, you really, as I said earlier, you don't have to have a leadership title to lead. So I suppose just be the change you want to see. I love that. And I'll definitely take that um, <laughs> that advice to heart. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, I think a lot of my perception of leadership, and this comes from someone who's not in a leadership role, is about role modelling and about leading mm. from the front. And I, that really has resonated with me, what you've said about, you know, being the change and not having to wait until you're in a position of senior leadership to be able to affect change. You can be the change that you want to see and in turn I think you role model a lot of the behaviours that we probably look for in our future leaders. Oh thank you. <laughs> so um, Elena thank you so much for joining me today Um, I'm going to move Pleasure. on to our final question. What are your future goals and aspirations as a senior leader in a financial consultancy? Um, yeah I suppose just continuing to to lead in a way or or be that role model as you as you said that makes holding a, a senior leadership position in uh, what's a very dynamic and fast-paced and as we said still largely male-dominated industry uh, relevant and attainable for other women aspiring to follow a, a similar career path um i don't i really don't have any extraordinary talents um and i don't definitely don't have a, a village of a family behind me to help juggle all the the demands of motherhood um so if i can make it work every woman can and if i can help in some way motivate um by setting an example then that's that's purpose enough for me and and that's a goal enough big enough for me fantastic thank you again is there anything else you want to say before we sign off any final words <laughs> I know words of uh, pearls of wisdom. Um, no, not not really. I um, I, I would love to. Uh, I, I would love if I can if I can help to to anyone listening, even just for um, grab me for a coffee or a chat. Um, even if anything's resonated with you, or if you've got any ideas actually of what we could and should be doing, um, I, I really sort of take that that appeal um, that we we need to do more to to push the boundaries and. Um, and make that part of our core agenda. Um, so if, if you've got any ideas, please do get in touch. Um, I'd love to be a part of it. I'd love to hear your um, your thoughts. Um, again, I, I thoroughly believe in the fact that you don't have to be in a, in a leadership position to to effect change, plant the seed, uh, see what's out there. I, I love, part of what I love so much about Leighton is um, just the, 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 the sheer um, magnitude of um, intellectual power that I'm often surrounded by, and and sometimes um, I just I love to hear the ideas that that come up um, from from the team and and from across the business. So, um, yeah, get in touch, and um, it's it's been lovely um, chatting to you, Sarah. Thanks so much again for for having me, and uh, good luck with the the rest of the podcast series. 
Thank you, Elena. Um, yeah, we love ideas here, so please share. Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening along at home. I'm sure that everyone has enjoyed our conversation as much as I have, Elena. Um, we'll be back in a few weeks' time with our next episode. But until then, if you are one of the members in our talent community and you're interested in finding out more about what the future might look like at Leighton, please reach out to one of us here in the talent acquisition team. I'll put my contact details in the description below or check out our careers page with the roles that we have live currently. We'll be back in a few weeks. Thank you again, Elena, for sharing your story. Thank you all for listening in. This has been the Life at Leighton podcast.